0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Covering everything sports every day. 105.7
0: The Fan.
2: Orioles lose yesterday 7-2. They're off today. Start a three-game series against the Mariners tomorrow at Camden Yards. That uh, means uh, we'll be there tomorrow, and Baltimore baseball tonight will be at Pickles tomorrow at 6. That's Bob Haney and Mike Bord. Let's talk some Orioles baseball right now as we head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. We're joined by John Mioli, who covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. And, John, good afternoon. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Uh, You wrote a piece recently about Jordan Westberg, and we had him on I guess a few weeks ago when we asked him about how he how he keeps the frustration down because the reality is if he was in many other organizations, he'd already be here. What's your sense of him? And, and like, how how long is it going to be when, when you're seeing these middle infielders here in Baltimore that, frankly, haven't produced for a month? How long do you think it'll be before Jordan Westbrook is here?
1: Um, I, I guess I'll start with the first part first. You know, he is someone who, you know, his, his teammates, like, you know, openly make fun of him for being so boring. He is just all business. You know, he he is – he is here to do the job and he's not really you know he'll he will joke around with, with his buddies every once in a while but he is someone who who is you know focused on the task at hand and I think the fact that he is so you know kind of honed in on what he needs to do it makes it easier mm-hmm. to deal with what he's dealing with I, I can't imagine it's easy no one down there um, has heard him complain about it but, but it's really you know we're getting on he's been in AAA for over a year now yeah. um, you know it, it's it's a lot, um, you know, I think, I think if he's staying down there for swing and miss stuff, um, you know, he is at least working on it, um, but he can do, uh, it's pretty clear. He, he can provide the Orioles with, you know, at least what they're getting now from some of these guys on the infield. Um, if not, a, if, if not a little more. And, and I'm wondering if Joey Ortiz's presence and the fact that he's kind of ahead of him in line, is making a difference, but at some point, you know, this is, this is a team that's trying to make the playoffs and trying to, Trying to play deep into October and and having someone like him in AAA for this long is not really serving that purpose. John,
0: you 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 went into some detail with with him and some of his teammates about how sort of rigorous and. Um, uh, Comprehensive, I guess, for lack of a better term, his pregame rituals are in terms of what he does with small bats and different bats and trying to do different things, you know, opposite field. He, he, it's fair to say he has a different pregame batting practice ritual than most.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the, one of the hallmarks since this Orioles hitting program has come, has come, you know, come into existence in 2020, I guess it was, is that, you know, they, they have like a cheesecake factory menu, like anything a hitter wants to do, they can do. And by the time you get to AAA, like Jordan Westberg, um, you know, they will hope that you've found, you know, four or five, however many things that you like to do that gets you ready for a game, whether it's live BP um, or mixed batting practice, seeing all the pitches, Um, you know, there's other guys down there who, who do like very little of those kind of drills they're available to everybody. But I think what impresses, you know, his teammates and his coaches is that like Jordan Westberg does not waver from that at all. And, and, and you know, when you hear him talk about it, it's all stuff, you know, you're not really going to be as a right-handed hitter. You're not going to be pulling the ball out of cannon yards right. um, as often as you might've been, you know, two years ago. So he wants to hit the ball the opposite field as hard as he can. He wants to cut down on the swing and miss and make good quality contact, you know, all this stuff that it, it serves a purpose. And I think that's one of the more extreme examples of that, that I've seen in, in the system in a long time.
2: John, would it surprise you at all, given Cedric Mullins making uh, his rehab appearance yesterday, him starting to get back on the trajectory back to Baltimore, if Westberg gets the call before a Colton Cowser?
1: Um, I I I would say Westberg would be would be first in line for that. Uh, I think the Orioles, I think the Orioles are probably going to be very glad to have Aaron Hicks doing what Aaron Hicks is doing. Um, you know that could have been Colton Kowser's job in in a different universe if he was healthy when Cedric Mullins went down, but I think Aaron Hicks, you know, having what eight something, nine something OPS for, for 700 grand is pretty attractive to the Orioles. And that's going to be, and and that's going to keep Colton Kowser in Norfolk a little bit longer. Westberg, I think is a different story. I think that, you know, there's just going to be a day where they say enough is enough, and and we got to change up this infield. Um, it might be this week, it might be next month, it might be in August or September. Who knows? But, but I, I think those are probably two different conversations to me.
0: Um, I, I do want to hit on Kalsar a little bit later, but but while we're still sort of on on the Westberg track here, um, there's a lot I, I, there's a lot of talk about Adam Fraser's intangibles, right? Like, and it's clear that this skipper is telling anybody who will listen how much he thinks Adam Frazier means to this team, but, John, he's got an 86 OPS plus. You know what I mean? He's got a 668 uh, OPS. He's played almost every game. They sold him as a guy who was going to do a little bit of this or that. Nah, he's played right, dabbled in the outfield three times. He's cemented as their second baseman. He has a 231 OPS the last seven games, and at home for the season, 537. Like, you just sitting back, like – does it is it automatic? You know what I mean. Would would it not seem to you automatic that like let's start seeing the learning curve of Jordan Westberg now? If that's all he has to do better, then
1: yeah. I mean, I honestly, you know, and I, I I'm I'm team like you know, let's get guys up, let's let them figure it out. Um, you you know, you've seen with Gunnar Henderson what happens when you let somebody work through it, and, and your yes. talent you know shows through. Um, I think that Adam Frazier is you know, a good guy to have around the fact that he has played as much as he has and produced it at the level he has is, is surprising. You know, it's surprising that it's, it's come to this, that he is, you know, he is in the conversation for the most like quickly and easily replaced. I don't think that's, I don't think that's anything to do with him, but this organization clearly values, you know, what, what he brings. And I couldn't tell you what those things are that we can't see. Um, but but between him and Jorge Mateo, there are opportunities for other players to get, you know, to, to to at least get a chance in. And I don't know if it's circumstance. I don't know if it's you know the team's winning. They don't want to mess anything up. But those are those are opportunities to upgrade the lineup whenever the Orioles want to take them for sure.
2: John, speaking of upgrades, and we've seen signs now for a while. The Friday game in Chicago against the Cubs. The last two days in Tampa. Anybody in the bullpen not named Coulomb, Cano, or Batista has, has frankly, struggled. Uh, could we see some some real changes in the middle relief?
1: I think you can. Um, you know, this feels a lot like the beginning of the season to me where, where you know, it was just kind of an adventure When <laughs> those, like, fifth, sixth, seventh innings. Um, you just hope you're hitting enough to, to, you know, overcome it, and you hope that, you know, once it gets to the back end, it, it's all right. I, I'm... I'm wondering where those pieces are going to come from internally. Um, There's some some guys who have just gotten to Norfolk recently who have been a little on the, you know, on the breakout, you know, I guess pop-up kind of track. Wandis and Charles, Easton Mm -hmm. Lucas, both just got to to Norfolk recently. I don't think that's going to happen quickly, but, but they really just need, you know, I think they just need consistency in those spots and they're not really getting it now. So I think that to the extent they can, you're probably going to see a little more turn in, in those spots and some different faces in those six and seven innings than we've been used to. We're speaking to John Mioli,
2: who covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. It's inside access on the fan. John, you recently did a piece on Grayson Rodriguez, and he said to you that it's his first taste of baseball being difficult, him getting sent down after getting shelled uh, in some starts in the majors. How did you sense that he had been handling this adversity?
1: Pretty well, um, you know, by my limited interaction with him uh it it, it was fascinating to hear him say that um you know i asked him if he thought about the good ones or the bad ones he was like the good ones are nice to think about but like i didn't learn i can't learn anything from them you know i went up there and got hit hard doing x y and z so i'm going to improve those things um i thought that when it happened you know it's unfortunate what are you going to do there's no real there wasn't a huge case for keeping him up there other than for him to figure it out up in the big leagues um I, but when he got did get sent down, I thought that the opportunity to work with Justin Ramsey, kind of do some of these things that that you know he's been doing his whole career, honestly, and and focusing on the work and getting back to himself. I thought it was you know a pretty good opportunity for him to take that reset. And by all accounts, he's he's doing exactly what the Orioles want him to. There, I'm I'm fascinated to see to see you know when he brings a new or I guess a revamped cutter or a slider. I'm sorry, up to the to the big leagues. I'm, I think that's going to be a lot better pitch. And it's going to be fascinating to see, honestly, you know, how his fastball, how his fastball plays. That was a pitch that was hit very, very hard, and his, you know, their his and the Orioles' response to it is like, let's make it better and throw it more often. Um, so he's going to come up as as more of the pitcher that we would have seen, you know, in these parts in Bowie in 2022, and and I'm I'm pretty excited to see what that looks like.
0: We're going to get into this more in the next uh, segment down on the farm. Did you were you able to watch him at all last night, Grayson, on MILB? I did not know. Okay. Then, then we'll we'll table that. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no! Don't please don't apologize. I'm a I'm a degenerate when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Colton Kalzer, I said I wanted to get a little bit more into that. Do you think Westberg is so far ahead of him just because Jordan Westberg has played 100 and now going on 155 AAA games, and Kalzer just doesn't have the same sample size? Even if what he's doing is really surpassing any reasonable expectations
1: pretty much that's what it comes down to for Mm me. Um, I I think that, I think that Colton Kowser is probably closer to the level of like, you know, the Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, like once he's ready and can help, let's do it. We're not going to mess around with this versus, you know, what we saw with Kyle Stowers last year. who spent a lot of time in AAA. Um, What we're seeing with Jordan Westberg. I think that there's pretty clear delineation um, of who gets what treatment. And in my gut, I feel like Colton Couser is probably in the, you know in the in the adley gunner territory mm-hmm. on that but but what he's been doing in the way that he's been able to um you know tap into his power and still have that on base capability that he's had um pretty much the polar opposite of jordan westberg and how he goes about it you know he's pretty laid back he's pretty relaxed he will you know he's feeling good and he just goes out there and knows what's going to happen um he's gonna you know he's gonna focus on his pitch he's gonna focus on his posture and he's gonna He's going to put the ball in play usually at, at, at good angles at, at pretty good exit velocities. So I think that when I say that, it's more just um, how they operate. But you, you could be looking at you know around the same time, like mid-season, July, August, and for for Colton Kowser, and it wouldn't surprise me a ton.
0: Well, and to that end, I don't know if it's it got on your radar at all, but do you notice they're pretty much always playing him in right field now? And he had one appearance in right field the first two months of the season. You know what I mean? Like the more that continues that kind of like, because remember they did it with Gunner like all of a sudden second base became a part of his, you know what I mean, of his final box to check stuff before he came up. I'm just wondering if that's telling us something there.
1: I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it does. This is the level at AAA where you, where you do that and where you kind of figure that out and where you kind of get guys, those reps where they want to do it. I think they're pretty confident that he can play center field uh, now that Hudson Haskins back. I'm sure it's probably coincided a little bit mm-hmm. with that, that Haskins getting some center field time too. And and, you know, I'm sure these guys move around all over the place down there. But given how concentrated it's been, it makes me think that there's probably probably is something to it, if we're being honest.
2: John Mioli covers the O's for the ball, Baltimore Banner. John, great as always, man. Thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks a lot. Talk to you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?